0: Hey, everybody, this is Troy Pryor, founder of Creative Cypher and host of the Cypher Live podcast, where we interview creative thought leaders and entrepreneurs. And today we have a very special guest with us, a producer, writer, singer, songwriter, actress, model, speaker and teacher as well. Uh, She is the founder of Destiny Unlimited and uh, from Chicago. Give it up for Danita Patterson.
1: Wow! Thank you so much, Troy. Thank you for that
0: intro. Yeah, I appreciate that. Now we got to jump right into it. Oftentimes, when I bring on uh, guests like yourself that are multi-hyphenates, I got to ask the question of: Is there such thing as balance, or how how do you go about doing that?
1: You know, I think balance is so important in our lives, and sometimes it's just how you balance. And so for me, I look at seasons. Um, We think about four seasons, right? And we balance those four seasons in the course of 12 months. So I grew up with five talents that then (laughs) multiply into probably 10 now. And I just really had to learn the seasons. I had to have time management. I had to be very organized and focused and knew when it was the time to do which one of my talents. And sometimes my different talents, like singing and dancing, they were blended when I was doing musical theater that I started in, you know, so sometimes it just depends. Some of those multi-hyphens as creatives, just like Renaissance people, when, when we look at the European Renaissance and as well as the Black, the Harlem Renaissance, they had multiple gifts. Creatives are not just one thing. They may be a painter, a writer, a singer, a songwriter, because the creative gene has so many um it's just multifaceted. So you can't limit yourself. You just have to know how to govern yourself and Mm. manage the multi, the multiplicity of those talents. And so, like I said, I like to look at seasons. There were seasons when I heavily did a lot of music and dance. There were seasons when I heavily did a lot of production, seasons where I heavily did a lot of development and writing. And so we just have seasons and stages, but my time management coach was my secret
0: weapon. (laughs) I I love that you don't have to limit yourself, but you have to govern. That's powerful because, (laughs) you know, so often you get um, you see the challenges coming from various ways. It's a gift and a curse to have so many tools available to you because you don't know which one to pull out, when to use at one point in time. And so being able to govern, having discernment is so valuable Uh, is such an important piece because so many creators, especially creative entrepreneurs have to wear so many hats yes. on both sides of their craft, the craft and the business.
1: You know, and i you just said something that I feel like I need to add to that. So I'm an ampervert I'm right brain and left brain and grew up like that. So I was just, I, I was off the charts with math and science and off the charts with, you know, with all the creativity. So when we think about our creative entrepreneurship, right, we have, that right brain, left brain going on. We're right brain when we're in the artsy fartsy and it's, you know, we're creating and we're in there ideating and all that kind of good stuff. But then when it gets down to budget and down to casting and down to location and down to strategic partnerships and in all of that, you're in in your left brain. What I found going back to your balance question, I'm so strong in strategic business development and, and deal making and strategic partnerships that sometimes that would pull me even more to that side of my gifting and people wanted to lean on that, my administrative and producing and all of that, that then sometimes I would feel like I was starving my creative side. So I love your question about balance. One of the things that I had to do to balance that aspect was be intentional. And so I'm in a season now where as wonderfully as I have been able to be, you know, so strong in the business area and consulting with entities like Disney and Sony and, you know, and so many other, you know, uh, arts and entertainment entities, I found that now in this season of life, my creativity is my playground. So creating a playground to be able to write, produce, sing, songwrite, and have that housed in my company as well as my future studio, all of that is a place where I can play and then make sure that I'm surrounding myself with business leaders who are strong in their area of expertise so that I can protect the areas that I wanna spend more time in. So I wanted to say that to my creative entrepreneurs because it's amazing to understand show in business. And that's something that I always say, understand the business of the show, but sometimes that business can get weighty and heavy and it'll allow us not to fly as much in our creative part that really allows us to just feel a freedom. And I love that freedom of creativity.
0: I appreciate that closing note, this idea of essentially understanding the business, doing your homework, making sure that you have things properly set up because it gives you the freedom to do more of those things that you want to do. Another point I'm I'm glad that you brought up was this idea of surrounding yourself with the right team and the right individuals as, as creators or as entrepreneurs in any field, you're oftentimes doing a lot of the task. And then eventually you have to learn how to delegate once you become a good talent scout and have the right people around you. Uh, But talk to the people a bit more about that ability to be a talent scout, not in the, sense of performers, but your team around you, just being able to discern the right individuals uh, that would be uh, instrumental in your business?
1: Yes. It's a great question, Troy. And I'm going to start with how I was a team player that then taught me how to build a team as I got older, right? So I am gonna go back to some of my beginnings. When I left Chicago, I went to Los Angeles two, two years out of college and landed my first job on the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. And then shortly thereafter, started working for big talent, Will Smith. And what was interesting is I was on a core team that Will had, one he had, for existing managers. I came on as his director of development as well as as his administrative manager, but then he also had a team of lawyers, a team of accountants, a team of publicists, and he had this team around him that I was a part of. And it showed me how this one person had a universe around him. And I had the privilege of actually architecting how he could stay connected on the administrative manager part of my function. I created an ecosystem around him so that he could be talented, And he could really have a sense of them reporting into him because many times you have this, these planets around you and they're orbiting, but you don't feel like as a talent or a brand that you're on top of that. And so I was really grateful to be a part of that because I knew that was going to help me in my future. And I saw how each specific person had a function. NBC had a function, the lawyers, the accountants, the managers, the PR firm, all of them had a function and all of them needed to even have communication systems so that Will could know what they were doing and, 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 and they could know what Will was doing. And so it was really powerful. So when as I grew up in the business, but also having a mother who was heavily in the entrepreneurial space too and owning a Remax franchise and then formally being in a tech company, a lot of that taught me the power of skill, the power of being humble enough to know that I know what I know, but I don't know what I don't know. And I I can surround myself with people where we all shine. I'm a sports fan. So, you know, Michael Jordan, best of all time. I know the argument is going (laughs) to start. Here we go. Here we go. I'm giving you some love, but okay, I got to be with my Jordan on, on this one here. But, you know, he was not winning any rings and he was a dynamite superstar. And many of us are superstar in our own right, no matter if we're in front of the camera or behind the camera. But it's teamwork makes the dream work. And, you know, my mom also shared with me that leaders lead, leaders lead and players play. And so when you're a leader, you have to have the players who are also playing with you so that you guys can create something together. We won six rings in Chicago as a team. Kobe, you know, as a team, you know, Steph is one of my favorites too as a team, you know, and so we have to look at teamwork and not just, it's all about me. Will Smith, you know, all of the different actors and actresses and people out there, they're out front. Well, we're behind the scenes many times and it's that teamwork, the cast, the crew, it's the director, it's the financiers. All of those people play a part. So I wanted to just share that because that is so important in a business where star power can be so much only about that person. That's why you hear so many people when they're receiving an Emmy or an Oscar or a Grammy thanking so many people, because many times it's that. It's that publicist, that agent that got you the gig, that got you to be seen, that got you to have the work. So we have to be mindful of people who see us, believe in us, push us, challenge us. I do not surround myself with a bunch of yes people. I want people that I respect and that respect me. And if you respect me, you'll tell me the truth, but you'll tell me the truth with grace and with with wisdom. And I have an ear for wisdom and a love for wisdom. And that's one of my secret weapons.
0: That's that's beautiful sentiment because you know, as creators, we can be very married to our ideas <laughs> and our and our thoughts. And we are brilliant and this is the greatest thing that was ever thought of and created. And no one else can come in this room and change anything or edit it. Right. And that can be a challenge. And we've seen, I'm sure we've you've seen many talented individuals that Um, were challenged in that space of opening up and ultimately they were not able to execute on that project.
1: You know, you are talking about something that takes me into giving notes. So we're in an industry where you are brilliant. You do have genius But you have to, it's like clay, you have to mold that and you have to harness that into what it's going to be. And when you have multiple hands in that harnessing, you have to learn how to take notes and you have to learn how to give notes. One of the things that I have found in Hollywood is there can be a lot of rudeness and a lot of narcissism and a lot of arrogance that can really talk to people any kind of way. I'm happy to say, even when I was in my twenties, because I respected myself, And because I respected others, I really didn't let people talk to me any kind of way. I didn't have an attitude about it. But because I respected them, I made sure that they knew I'm going to do my work and I'm going to do it like 150%. So I'm not the one who needs to be struck over the head to get something done. Because if anything, I'm going to do more than you've asked me to do. So I respect people, but I expect that same respect. And I think we really have to start looking at, How do we receive constructive criticism? And even if someone is giving us what we would consider negative criticism, I like to turn lemons into lemonade, and I have a lemonade manufacturing
0: company because of that. (laughs) (laughs) This is when we need to pause in a commercial break for a commercial commercial break for the lemonade coming in here.
1: and so yeah, you know, I am a positive person. And I believe self-control is a powerful, spiritual practice that we need to practice. It's not my fault if you act a fool and then I start acting a fool. It's my fault if I start acting a fool because you're acting a fool. Now, just because you're acting a fool don't mean I have to act one. I can be governed, I can be at peace, and I can realize, now, this is a fool that I'm dealing with. So, mm-hmm. so how am I going to address this? I need to, because I'm working for someone or with someone. And if I escalate, is that going to de-escalate the situation? So I'm speaking about whether we're in production or whether we're in development. I've had times where people are like, okay, Denita, this might be a hard note. I said, it's not a hard note, because I'm either going to take it or not. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So you won't give it to me. And I'm mature enough, and I had to mature over the years enough to realize that note is either going to help me be better or help me to realize something that, hmm, have you considered? And that's the way I give notes. Have you considered, or, you know what, wow, this, this doesn't work here for me. But if you tweak this just a little like this, what about this? Give options when you're giving notes. And and don't just give the note I don't like this. The character doesn't work. Um, You know, this is just this is too flat. It's not arcing the way it needs to. For me, there's no need for that, because one day you're going to be in the shoes of needing some notes. So being able to say that differently, like, you know, um, I felt like the arc kind of dropped a bit here and I wasn't feeling like the character development was as strong as it could be right here. but if you actually gave her an idiosyncrasy, I think that would really help. Or if you allowed us to see a little more behind the scenes of why is she acting like that? What is the motive as to why she's doing that? I think that would allow me to like her a lot better. You, so you see so it's like there's a way in which we give notes. And then if you give me a hard note, then on the receiving end, I can say, well, I hadn't thought about it like that. But, you know, I, and I fight for my stuff, too. So I, I'm not like, it. you know, when I'm I'm in there fighting for what it is I believe in, I'll say, well, I don't really agree with that. But what I do take away from what you're saying is I could possibly look at expanding this aspect of their character or expanding you know, the location that we have them in, because maybe that environment may allow it to to play a little differently. So I take it, but I process it because I have vision and clarity of why I did what I did. And there's my why. And my why is going to inform, inform my what. And if what you have to say doesn't help me stay on point, then I'll take it with respect and respectfully decline that note. I may not tell you I'm going to respectfully
0: decline. (laughs) You You just sit back and you're watching. watching
1: Right. So you either Uh see if it made it or Mm -hmm. not.
0: (laughs) Well, those are really good notes. You know, one of the things that really stood out to me at the beginning of that was you mentioned how brilliant so many of these individuals are or individuals may be in sports. You know, you get to a point where. Every, everybody was the best in, at a certain level, and then they get to the next level, and then you might really be good there, but then there's another level. But even if you're the best at that, as soon as you get hurt, there's somebody else that's stronger, faster. So there's this mentality of continual growth and continue to work and continue to hone your craft. But you're, everybody's fast. Everybody's strong. Everybody's good at this. Now, can you excel? Now, taking that mindset into entertainment, I think it's a really good philosophy to understand that if you're in certain rooms, everybody's talented. Everybody has gifts. Yes. Um, But that discernment and that ability to be a team player, the humility it takes to take a note, and then understanding your why keeps you grounded and level set. But- Ensuring that one of your earlier points, you said, um, essentially, you knew your value, so you knew that whether this room could be challenging or not, there's certain rooms I don't want to be in, yes. And because I'm in a room that I want to be in, it may be challenging, but at least I know I'm in alignment versus this is not the place for me. And it, it, so what I'm hearing within a lot of this, uh, is knowing yourself, yes, and self awareness. Mm-hmm
1: hmm. You know, you have I had several things that I knew I wanted to make sure I shared with my my fellow creatives and entrepreneurs out there. And you've definitely heard some of those nuggets that are in there. Um, one of the things that I truly wanted to make sure that so many people know, know who you are. Number one, know who you are. When I went to Los Angeles, I had a very strong sense of who I am. I knew I was loved by God. I knew I was loved by my parents and I knew that I loved myself. So when I left my hometown to go someplace where I knew not a soul and I'm an only child and I had no family there, those things were the anchor. So when you go to Los Angeles or other parts of the world, many times, and especially I'll say Hollywood, I call it, I call there to be an identity theft. Like when you don't know who you are, Everything is jockeying to steal your identity. So you better know who you are. And I don't want to be anyone else except for Danita Patterson. And I want to always be a better version of myself, but I don't want to be anyone else. I may be inspired by you, but I don't want to be you. And so that is something that I really am a leader to a lot of leaders. And I always want them to know who you are is the gift and the purpose and the destiny as to why you've been given breath. So why would you trade that to be someone else? Know who you are and be who you are at all times, ever growing, ever evolving. Number two, have a vision and a plan and a purpose as to why you're doing what you're doing. Being aligned in that room for what reason? When Will Smith asked me to work for him, he said, how would you like to work for me? I said, it depends. He said, it
0: depends. You know, <laughs> I'm sure, a lot, I'm sure a lot of people have just heard that said what?
1: It depends. Right, uh-huh. because you know why it depended? At 18, when I was sitting in a class at Northwestern University in my undergrad, I was in a class called Blacks in Media. I had read about the Oscar Michels. I had read about the Sidney Portiers, the Cicely Tysons, all these people who had kicked down doors so that I could be where I was. And I realized I want a studio in the future. I want a production company. I want to be able to write, produce, direct, create all of this. But I want to be able to have the business of this as well so that I can pass things down. And so when Will asked me that, I knew that one day I would be in multiple aspects of media as a multi-hyphen. He was the closest thing to that. The younger generation now has such a understanding of multi-hyphen because it is the way of the land now. But it was not the way of the land just two decades ago, if you will. So for me, I knew that I needed that experience and that exposure, but I knew it needed to fit into what my overall dream and vision was for me. And every step of the way I worked for others, work in another man's vineyard and one day you will have your own. Mm. And so I had no issue working in someone else, Tim Reed, Blair Underwood, just all these different people, Devon Franklin, Sony, Disney, NBC. You know, I've, I've worked with these people But I was working with an intent of understanding as I was adding value to them, they were adding value to me. As I add value to this industry, it was adding value to me. As I add value to this studio, to this network, it is adding value to me and skill set so that I know what to do and what not to do. I know how to innovate around the problems that they didn't fix. And I know how to be the message that I bring as well as to be the solutionist to the problems that I was seeing. And I put those solutions in my company, in my IP, and I started understanding trends that people were meeting and that they weren't meeting.
0: And I made sure that I could meet the need. Definitely uh, describing this idea of having an unlimited destiny. (laughs) So let's talk about destiny unlimited. Mm. Was there a particular moment when, when, You said, "Okay, this is what I'm going to call my company, and this is what we're going to be about. Uh, And and then let's talk about what you are working on now with Destiny Unlimited. Sounds good. So for
1: me, it was interesting. I, I had been a media consultant years ago to Les Brown, and the name of his company at the time was Les Brown Unlimited. And when I was thinking of my company name, you know, Destiny was a very strong name because I knew my destiny at a pretty young age and started actually uh, living my destiny at a young age from 14. I started a musical theater and 16 in TV production and about 17 ish, you know, professionally modeling and all of that continued through my college career while I was also doing my book study. So for me, destiny, I started playing around it's like destiny unlimited. Oh, my destiny is unlimited. And one of the other things is I have an outreach organization that I'm founder of destiny outreach. And that became I'm an outreach, you know, to whom much is given, much is required. So I wanted to get back to the next gen because if you start earlier, you'll be able to go further and faster. And so I started early. So I've been able to go further and faster. I was having a midlife crisis at 26 because I had really started things at 14. So, you know, for me, Destiny Unlimited, is a family entertainment company where we, we write, produce, and direct and create content that is in the area of family friendly um, faith-friendly, as well as inspirational content that is progressive to adult audiences. There's a lot of content that I don't really see in the marketplace sometimes that speaks to me and speaks to the experience that I have had growing up in the High Park area, as well as the South Side of Chicago, but also being exposed to some of the things that I've been exposed to, I don't always see my story. So I wanted to make sure that Destiny Unlimited had a voice and a narrative that could enter the marketplace and be able to show the slice of life that I also see. So I have two TV series um, that I am going to shoot in my hometown, Chicago, as well as a movie that I'm going to shoot here. Some of the other properties may not be um, they may not be located here to do, but those are two that are very close to heart. And the pandemic, we were supposed to be shooting one of my romantic dramaties here at the end of 2020. And we have a lot of, um, on location shots. And so that, um, the Mm -hmm. pandemic really put a kibosh on that, So we had to rework. And then with the theatrical industry going upside down, we really reworked that. And basically the TV series, um, wrote that during the the pandemic. So for me, I never stop. you know, a no means how do I get to that? Yes. And a breakdown means, okay, I'm looking for that breakthrough. (laughs) So, um, during the pandemic, Um, a series. I lost my dad, unfortunately, in 2019, and I had a tremendous relationship with him. And so many people said, you really need to memorialize the magnitude of this kind of relationship. And so I have a comedy um, that's also going to be shot here um, that will definitely give tribute to dad. So um, those two two series, um, as well as a movie, will be shot here. So we're in the last stages of some development and shifting into pre-production on one or two of
0: Well, that sounds amazing and glad that you're bringing some more opportunities to Chicago. Uh, glad that you are in the executive roles because that's one of the things that we really uh, preach and, and look to empower. Of course, we as we talked about uh, understanding the business, but empowering individuals uh, to get to that point where they are executives, where they own their intellectual property. So many creators of color for generations have been brilliant and talented, but they may not may have not owned their IP or been able to make certain decisions. And so it's always good to talk to individuals that are in those leadership roles that can uh, help uh, mold and, and guide the narratives themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm, I'm thinking about just this idea even from the beginning of the conversation of don't limit yourself, but govern yourself. That's like that's going to one of the things that's going <laughs> to stick with me you know, <laughs> throughout this entire time. But that time management is is just so important. Uh, you know, lately, you know, before we wrap up, there's got a strike big strike going on with WGA or uh, what are your thoughts on that? Or Will that affect any project that you have? So,
1: you know, One, I'm I'm glad that the writers are striking because one, we have a larger voice and we play a larger part in the content that is out there. You know, people always say distribution is king, but I say content is king and distribution is queen. And, And they, but they need each other. Okay. And so I feel like it's important for us to make sure that as writers, we are getting our share from all of the different platforms that are now coming into existence, the AI that is beginning to show a whole nother strain. So we just have to be mindful. I worked on a show 30 something years ago that I had no idea would still be you know, a new to new audiences, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air and, the, and now Bel-Air, you know, so you don't understand the magnitude of the money when you follow the money with the creative, that's what the writers have to make sure that they get their fair shake and that the bigger institutions are not. Um, I This word is a heavy word, but prostituting the talents oh, and the gifts, you know, and I just share that because we have to find a better balance there. For me as an independent, There are times where the independent world out there, there are some things that can still move forward, but you want to respectfully understand people still need to work. But we also still need to fight for these rights to make sure that as we are protecting our our financial interests, that we are making sure that I have a model making meaning, making money while making great impact. And. We have to continue that impact and that meaning, but we cannot forsake in these conversations not making the money that is duly rightful for us. This is an industry that makes lots of money and we need to make sure that we're creating wealth, building wealth, sustaining that wealth, as well as investing that wealth. And we want to be a part of that the same way, the longevity of the Warner Brothers and the Sony's and the Disney's and, you know, that and the paramounts that they've been in existence this long, if we're smart, we can build that like the Tyler Perry's and others that are now doing what they need to do. So that's the play. You know, I feel like there's a place for this because it's business and we have to handle our business It's show business and we need to protest you know, sit and negotiate, find the happy balance, understand that we need to get what we need to get now and look at putting some things in place for what we need to get later as well as technology and streaming and all of these other unique things are are um, introducing new dynamics and challenges into the equation. There's one other thing I just wanted to pick up on something that you shared. Destiny Outreach, my outreach organization, really does build leaders unlock destinies and allow people to be exposed to their sense of who they are and identity a lot sooner 12 to 17 and 18 to 35 plus through our dreams and destiny curriculum helping people to find, fight, and fulfill their dreams. But we also expose them to careers in entertainment, technology, and business. And we've been blessed and fortunate to do that with the Chicago Film Office, with the Illinois Film Office, and with Dcase. And we just finished some tremendous work with the Evanston Skokie District. And we work nationally, but we're headquartered in Chicago. So for me, that is another way of building leaders, of building the creative arts and, and, and entertainment community, but also entrepreneurs and those who understand how business, entertainment, and technology intersects in such a powerful way. So, you know, would love to make sure that I'm staying in touch, you know, with those who are out there who want to, you know, be a part of the leadership development that we do in that area as well.
0: Absolutely. And how can the audience stay in tune and stay up to date with uh, all of your works? We're following on social media, website, where can they find you? Absolutely. So of course, uh, Danita Patterson is my
1: handle on pretty much all of them, whether it's IG, uh, Facebook, Twitter, um, as well as LinkedIn. And then our website is danitapatterson.com as well as destinyoutreach.org. And so those are ways that we can connect. There's so much more that is to come. Thank God that we're out of this pandemic. So we've been relaunching a lot of programs and we've got a lot of new things coming, especially for Destiny Outreach. But please be looking out, especially for Destiny Unlimited and some of the content that
0: will be in production and coming to you in
1: 2024.
0: All right, well, thank you so much, Danita, for sharing uh, your time with us, your talents and what you're building. Uh, We're happy to be in that ecosystem and do our part and for all you out there listening hopefully you can apply some of these uh gems to your everyday life and your journey as thought leaders all right everybody peace and have a good day thank you